Well, it's great to see so many people in the room this morning. Great to see you chatting. Hopefully you met someone new, caught up with someone that you haven't spoken to in a while. This morning we uh, have some special guests with us. They come up once a year. Uh, we've been partnering with them in ministry for decades. 2006, when I was about five years old. Um, and of course, we're talking about Brian Grasby and Michelle from Door of Hope. Uh, and so they're here with us this morning. They barely need an introduction, but we've been partnering with them. They do some great work throughout, uh, throughout the world in different nations and different places. And so we're going to hear a bit of an update from Michelle first, and then Brian's going to uh, bring us the word in a few moments' time. So let's welcome Michelle up um, as she comes and chairs. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to come back here. We feel like we're coming home. I can't really see. How are we all? Good? I was just saying that I heard it was going to be snow on the mountain, so I came dressed for winter. But it's quite nice and warm in here. So I'm Michelle Vanzanen, and together Brian and I, we started a children's charity called Door of Hope Australia way back in the past in 1996. We were on a mission trip in um, Irianjaya and we said, we can do something to help children. We don't just have to look after adults. And from there grew our charity through lots of ups and downs in the world, lots of ups and downs. As you know, there's been a lot of natural disasters across the years as well as the pandemic. Who, who remembers COVID? Wasn't that a fun time? Particularly for us in Melbourne, I think we all still have PTSD. Talk about lockdown and we're like, no, no. Anyway, um, Door of Hope has been working throughout parts of Asia, the Pacific Islands, into South Sudan, into India, Sri Lanka, uh, and a little bit of Nepal. We've been working where we're needed. We've, we've always felt that we were to be a door in a place of trouble, door of hope, and we wanted to be that hope. And so we've had lots of people come to us with projects that we've partnered with, and we've also done our own projects from scratch. I just want to start with playing a video. Actually, before I do that, I've just got a couple of things that I've got. I've got some artefacts for sale. We buy them at different marketplaces, and then we sell them to raise money for our charity. So if you need a present for anybody or for any reason or for yourself, then please come see me after. But I've also got some information, and I bought some of our annual reports, so you can see that we are transparent with our finances. And there's a brochure, just some updated information. So that's all also at the table. A lot of what we've been doing of late has really been disaster relief. We've done a lot of food aid and non-food aid in different countries. Because of the COVID pandemic, what's happened is a lot of people couldn't work, but they don't have government support like we did here in Australia. There was no JobKeeper, no job seeker or whatever it was. There was just themselves and what they could do. So we did a lot of food parcels and we'd give them things like oil and flour and whatever they needed to make multiple meals for their families. We also got involved in um, South Sudan. As you might know, the war broke out in Sudan, so civil war in Sudan. And so a lot of people fled back into South Sudan where they'd already fled South Sudan to go to Sudan. Now they had to flee back to their own home. And that was just a big mess. So people were trying to get onto anything, planes, um, boats to come down the Nile. So we were actually involved with the Sholo community to help bring people from running from Sudan into their home villages in South Sudan. 
We have been partnering with um, African Action International for a number of years now and they've got some projects in Uganda and in Kenya and they are about helping the community to learn how to farm and to provide their own food and so that's for them to eat but also to sell for income. A lot of what we try to do is help to improve a community's ability to look after themselves. We didn't want to be the great white hope come in with our flag, we're going to fix your life. We wanted to give them tools in their hands that gives them the ability to look after themselves improve their own conditions, help their children attend school and, and, in, and in turn improve their lives and that of their children. So a lot of what we've been doing is in other nations. We're based here in Australia, but we do work overseas. But because of what's happened with COVID, we haven't been able to travel ourselves. And I think Pastor Brian's gone into withdrawals. He hasn't been in Africa for some time. And so what we've been trying to do is work with partners who are already on the ground that we are trusting um, we already have built relationship with them so we can finance the project and then they run the project for us. And you might have seen a save the date. We have our fundraiser next year. We've been doing the South Sudanese Information Night at different golf clubs for a number of years now and we thought we'd change it up. So next year we're going to have a fundraiser at the Bo Morris Motor Yacht Squadron and it's going to be a little bit different. It will still have South Sudanese doing their performance. We have a lot of their um, singing and dancing traditional, which I'm going to show you a little clip shortly. And we just really encourage you, if you want to come as a table or a couple of people, we're not sure if we're going to do sit down yet or if it's going to be a stand-up canapé, but you're most welcome to join our fundraiser and to learn more about Door of Hope and to see the South Sudanese people perform. It's a wonderful night. We always have the best time and it always improves every time. So I highly recommend that. And if you're interested in knowing anything else about Door of Hope or becoming a member or a partner or signing up for our e-newsletter or if you'd like to make a donation or buy an artefact, I'll be at the tables. Please come see me after. And I just want to show a clip. This is um, Pastor Brian was honoured by the South Sudanese Sholo community at a place, at an event called the Koala Women's Sholo Group something. And he was given a special lao. Now, a lao is the, um, the cloth dress that is very traditional for them. And it's got the flag on it. And it was a very big deal for him to receive this. And so we filmed it. And I just wanted to show you because it just shows you the love um, relationship that Pastor Brian and Dora of Hope have with the South Sudanese community here in Australia. And I thought it would give you a thrill to see him dancing. <laughs> if I could have the koala... Uh, clip please and then I'll hand over to Pastor Brian and thank you again for all of your help and your support we really truly appreciate you and a great now could you pick me could you tell which one I was <laughs> you're right the short little white fat one that's me the one that's unco compared to them they're very very coordinated Good morning, everybody. It's great to be back. Uh, we so love coming down here. We love you all. Um, great to see our great friends, Peter and Sue, obviously, and you know, Brad and his wife, and you all. We we'll just love you. So thank you for having us once again, consecutively all above COVID for all these years. So God bless you. Today, I want to talk about God's love. Okay, and I want to use, I want to do it through his word. And um, I'm so glad we were singing songs about God's love today stepping out in faith um, he is such he, he loves you more than you can ever 
understand way more. He is just such an awesome, beautiful, loving, wonderful, all-powerful God. And his love is directed right at you. You're his family. You're his children. So God loves us more than we can imagine, but he has also created everything that we can taste, we can feel, um, we see around us, we smell. He is, everything comes from him. Now, we have to be careful of our senses sometimes because sometimes when we're going through some tough times, we think God doesn't love us. He loves you all the more. He's always there. He's a father. Brad, I'm sure when your kids are suffering, you don't just go, oh, we'll just suffer you know, by yourself alone. I don't want to really know you. It's the opposite. You go, you comfort. Our job is to make sure that we run to our dad to be comforted. And I'm going to use the, the, the book of John. Did you know that, that um, seven of the 21 chapters are all written in one day? You know that? Seven of the 21, one third of the whole book is only a 24-hour block of time. And they, these include 13 through to 19. And I'm going to give you a little short overview of the, the others. Jesus, chapter 13, Jesus washes the disciples' feet. They share the Passover meal. Judas is revealed to everybody. Um, Jesus predicts Peter's denial. Chapter 14, Jesus tells, us, tells them to trust him. He tells them he's going ahead to prepare a place for them in his father's house. He reveals that he alone is the only way to heaven. And he promises the Holy Ghost. Now, remember, this is all in one day. This is all happening. Bang, 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 bang. Chapter 15, Jesus talks about the importance of abiding in him, for he is the true vine and we are the branches. He expects us to bear good fruit. If we abide in him and his word abides in us, we shall ask what we will and it shall be done to us. That's um, verse 7 of 15. What a wonderful, get that little verse into your heart. It is just such a beautiful verse. He tells us that we're going to be persecuted because he was persecuted. You know, he's very open. This last 24 hours, he is really sharing his heart. He also talks about the promise of the Holy Spirit. So it's 14 and 15. Chapter 16, it's a big chapter on the promise of the Holy Spirit and how their sadness, he is crucified, will be turned into joy. He's not going to leave us alone. He's going to be our comforter. Chapters 18 and 19 are about the betrayal, arrest, trial and crucifixion of our mighty Lord. And of course, the prediction of Peter's denial comes to pass. And as I said, that's the tiniest overview. I'm sure that I could spend the rest of my Christian life doing sermons just on those seven little chapters and never run out of things to say. It is packed full. It's an essential for our lives. I really believe that. But Jesus then in 17, that's the chapter I want to actually hone in on. In, in chapter 17, Jesus says a prayer out loud. And it wasn't for God's, you know, God hears every thought. It was for the disciples' benefit, for our benefit in the future. And I'm just going to go through this. It is the most wonderful prayer. It has, it's so rich in its depth. It is so encouraging in everything that he's saying. We need to understand that God loves us. And all he wants from us 
is for us to love him. Amen? Verse 1. After saying all these things, so that's the previous four chapters, he is, he's giving us wisdom, he's giving us encouragement, he's giving us prophetic words, he's giving us promises. It says, after all saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. The hour has come. You know what the hour is? They're going to murder him. You know, take him and murder our saviour. He knew. He knew exactly what he was getting into. For you have given him authority over everyone. Jesus has authority over everyone. He gave himself to them. They couldn't take it from him. He offered himself up freely. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life. Listen to this. To know you. We need to know God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. These are the two most essential things in your life. You need to know Jesus the Saviour, and through him you'll know God the Father. There is nothing else more important. Jesus is praying this prayer out loud so that we would understand exactly. He didn't leave it Difficult to get there. He made it as simple as he could and gave us instructions all the way. <coughs> I brought glory to you here on earth, Jesus speaking to his Father, by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. He was missing home. He came down to be with us, to save us, to give us eternal life. But he knew what was waiting. He knew the glory. Now, that glory is for you. Amen? The glory, all God has done, is for you. And I'm going to show you a few things a little later. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. Do you like that? He knew us from before the foundation of time. We've always belonged to God. Even when we were sinners, before we met Christ, were always his. He gave them to me, and they have kept your word. The word is God. Amen? We need to be keeping that word. We need to be reading it. You need to get it into your hearts and into your lives. When difficult times come, you need to apply that word, because that word is God. Now, they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I passed on to them the message you gave me, and they accepted it. Amen? Who's accepted that word? Amen. Nothing better. I accepted it and changed my life. And know that I came from you, and they believe that you sent me. Amen. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. We've always belonged to God. Amen. We've always belonged to God. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they will bring me glory. Now I'm departing from this world, and they are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name. Protect them by the power of your name. Get this little, this is Jesus praying to his Father for us. So that they will be united just as we are. He wants us to be together. 
It doesn't matter what denomination a Christian's from. You know what? We are one. We are one. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name he gave me. I guarded them so that not one of them were lost, except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. I think of Judas. Jesus chose him. Okay, in, in John chapter 6, it actually says, I've chosen you 12, okay, and one of you is the devil. He needed to be betrayed, but he did not treat Judas any differently to anyone else. He knew that one day this man would, would offer him up as a sacrifice, would betray him to be murdered, but he did not ever treat him any differently to anybody else. Now I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so that they would be filled with my joy. The joy of the Lord's your strength. Are you, are you full of joy today? I'm always full of joy. I tell my wife I'm the happiest man alive. It's true. I'm a happy person. Let's be happy. We have a lot to be happy for. I've given them your word. Amen? We are very lucky in Australia, very blessed in Australia, I should say, to have freedom to read, out, read the word of God, to meet like this without persecution. And the world hates them. Amen? Especially these days. It's very hard to say very much out in the world without being disliked. The world hates them because they do not belong to this world just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. They, listen to this, they do not belong to this world any more than I do. He, is, he was from heaven, he was made a little lower than the angels and he came down, we were already made a little lower than the angels, he came all the way down he didn't belong to this world. He came to do a job in this world. But when he was resurrected, okay, and we accepted him, we now no longer belong to this world. We belong to the heavenly realm. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's where we are right now. You might have a body in this world, but your, your spirit and your soul belong with the most high God, seated with him today in heavenly places. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word. Amen. Which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. You know what? I often think, of that, think about that. Jesus was sent into this world to do a job. What was it? <laughs> to die. <laughs> to be murdered. He had a mission. Our job now that we have stood for Christ and accepted him into our lives, is to preach the gospel, no matter what the cost. Our job is to love people that may be unlovely. Our job is to go to the nations of the world and see them blessed and touched by revealing God's love for them. That's our job. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. But let me tell you this, from that begotten son... There are many more brethren, us, to go into the world to see people saved. 19. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice, never taken away from him, I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be made holy by your truth. I'm praying not only for these, and I love this verse, 
I'm praying not, uh, not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. That's us. That's beautiful, isn't it? Jesus back then is saying, Dad, I love these disciples, but not just these disciples. There are going to be people that will come to you from the words of these disciples for centuries, for thousands of years. It's for us. I pray that they will, will all be one where he wants us to be together. Unity and love, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and they may be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. Jesus' prayer includes us being in his family, all mixed together as one, his body on earth. I've given them the glory you gave me. Do you like that? I have given them, how much glory did Jesus get? How much power? I have given them the glory you gave me. See how inclusive the Father is. See how inclusive Jesus is. They're our family. What you have done for me, Dad, I'm giving to them. Go on, you know, bless them so that they may be one as we are one. I'm in them. Now, this is, this is my favourite part of this prayer. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me. Now, listen to this. And that you love them as much as you love me. Do you think he loves Jesus? The mighty hero, his son, the one that conquered death and hell, the one that was God and came to the earth. Do you think he loves this, this person? He loves Jesus. But he loves us. And get this into your heart. You need to meditate on this. He loves you as much as he loves his son, Jesus. No differently. Jesus wants you to be loved, wants you to understand that you are loved as much as the father loves him. As I said, the favourite part of my whole, that whole prayer. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they will see the glory that you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. He loved you before the creation of time. Jesus knew before the foundation of time, before the heavens and the earth were created, that he would have to come and die for Brian Grasby. He already knew me. It didn't come as a surprise. Then he created everything, set it all in motion, and he came and died for me and you. Amen. Amen. He could have said no, but he didn't because he already loved us. Doesn't change. O righteous Father, the world doesn't know, know you, but I do, and these disciples know that you sent me. I've revealed to you, real, revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. We need to read his word and pray daily. Amen? We, we can't afford to take a day off. We need to get up, get on our knees, and go through his word. Go to our Father who loves us so dearly. We need time with him every single day. Then it goes on to say, Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. Do you think God loves you? Oh yeah, he loves you more than you could ever imagine. Hebrews 2.10 God for whom and through whom everything was made chose to bring many children into glory. 
That's us. He chose to bring many children in glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. We have a perfect leader, a loving leader, someone that's been touched with every single distress that you've ever been touched with, yet without sin, so that we can come boldly in before the throne of grace to attain mercy and help in time of need. Do you like that? It's one of my favourites. Just love it. And it was only... Oh, sorry. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy, us, have the same Father, us. God is our dad. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. He's proud of you. He's not ashamed. He loves you. He's proud of you. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I'll praise you among the assembled people. He also said, I'll put my trust in him. That is, I and the children God has given me. That's us. Romans 29. Uh, sorry, Romans eight twenty nine. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become his sons. He knew you in advance and he chose you to become his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them the right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. God's glory rests on your life today, whether you know it or not. Do you know why? I believe the word of God. I don't care what anyone says, this word is true. He gave them, us, his glory. Paul's prayer, Ephesians 3.14. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, his glorious, unlimited resources, God can do everything. His glorious, unlimited resources. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. Amen. He's in our hearts today. As we trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. If you do not spend time in God, your roots cannot go down into his love. His love is there, but you have to get your roots to go down into that love. Bible says that we need to draw near to him and he will draw near to us. We have an obligation to love him back like he loves us. He needs to be number one. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ through, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete. Do you like that, that little verse? Then you'll be made complete. Complete, that means there's nothing left out. You're perfect. You'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. God wants you to know that he loves you. More than that, he wants you to love him back. 
He wants you to spend time with him. He is not against you. He never was. He never will be. He has called you to great things. His hand is upon your life. He wants to lift you up out of every trouble. And if you're in trouble, okay, if things are going wrong, it is for your good. Romans 8.28. We need to say, Lord, I don't like what's happening, but I trust you. I believe you. I know what you're doing right now is working on me because you love me. Don't turn away from him when things get, get tough. Turn to him. Fall at his feet and talk to him. Go in there. I imagine myself when things are tough, going boldly in before his throne of grace and getting up on his knee. That's how I do it. In my mind's eye, I'm curling up to my dad and I'm saying, help I need you in this time of need because I know he loves me. Get into your heart. He loves you more than you understand. Paul has just prayed that prayer. It's hard for us to understand. He says it's virtually humanly impossible, but try and do it. Press in. Let's get it done. He is, he is awesome. Put him first. It's all summed up in this way. We are to love the Lord God with all our heart, soul, strength and mind. That's, that's all we have to do. And love our neighbour as ourself. That is the outward working of loving God. When we love our neighbour, we're showing that we love God. This is how simple it is. He has not made this hard. We need to press in. And I want to finish with this verse. And we know that the Son of God has come. He has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his son. Amen? Jesus Christ. He is the only true God and he is eternal life. That's what it says. He is the only true God. There is no other God and he is eternal life. Last verse. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take, take God's place in your heart. You know, the world is full of distractions. The world is out there to try and drag us away. There are people out there that try and drag us down and pull us away from God. There are temptations everywhere. Keep away from anything that would take its place in God. Amen? So do you believe he loves you? He really loves you. Thank you very much. Let's, I'll open up for prayer now. Thank you.